Welcome to Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast. Hope everyone is having a great day in this country, world, or wherever you may be. You could be listening and watching for Pluto for all I know. This is your main event of the evening with the 60 minute time limit. The man in charge of this episode is your fearless leader and the best podcaster in the world, Sick Vic. We've had, had a lot of people come on the show that have been completely awesome. We had one of our friends, Sicken. He's come on several times before. And this guy right here is Sicken approved. So, of course, we got to get him on. His name is Kev McCool. How are you doing, sir? How's it going? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. When did you, since we talked about Sicken a little bit, where did you guys meet? Um, I, I met Sicken in like uh, 2019 like early 2019 because um, I had some mutual friends that also trained with him as well that uh, during the time they was they were pretty much already professional wrestlers but um, I believe by the time it was around my birthday and I had went to a show one of the ECW shows and I had met him through the mutual friend that was you know slightly trained by him and I had a conversation with him and I was telling him yeah I wanted to start doing professional wrestling and we had a conversation and from there started training me and the rest is history it didn't take much of a reference a reference from him to get you on i saw first i saw you the big you know you know the booking posts yeah and right there that, that was an eye catcher right there and it was like and he said book you and i was like hey let's do a podcast Steven asked right. me, so just jumped in like one of those annoying people jumps in your comments like hey buddy mm -hmm. you know it's like if you could describe your wrestling career using one word, what would it be? Um, experience. I would say experience. I, I say experience because there's a lot of experience to gain from this, um, as well as um, I probably should have used a lot of like knowledge if I wanted to use one word, but I wanted to use experience because I've gained so much experience ever since I started like a couple of years ago um, that before when I started, you know, I started catching on things really fast. So it didn't take me that long to learn certain specific maneuvers, um, how certain crowds work in different areas. So I would say I would gain a little bit much more experience, especially when you're wrestling with someone that uh, is better than you, you gain much more experience instead of wrestling with people who are green, just as just just like you, or um, that has been in it for like a couple of years or so. So I pretty much would say experience. Did professional wrestling just fall in your lap, or did you always want to become a wrestler? No, I've always wanted to become a wrestler. So the thing was, when I was young, um, can't remember the actual age, but I don't even believe I was close to even 10 years old, but I would watch wrestling on television. But the thing was, um, none of my family members were actually, well, maybe exception with the exception of one person. A lot of my family members weren't a lot of, you know, they weren't wrestling fans. So it was kind of hard to watch certain programs, programmings um, during like weekly episodes of like Raw and SmackDown. Because I'm a 90s baby, right? And you would pretty much think I came up in the ruthless aggression era, right? And I had one uncle, and we would watch on Thursday night SmackDowns, we would watch wrestling 
every Thursday or every Friday, you know, that was pretty much like our bonding time because um, in my personal life, I didn't actually have my father in my life. So I had my uncle, which was pretty much the next big thing as close as to having a father figure. And we would watch wrestling periodically Thursday nights or Friday nights if it was SmackDown or sometimes Monday nights, but mostly Monday nights where it was like nine to 11, I had to go to bed at a certain time. So by that time then watching it every week, I wanted to do this as well as when I was in high school, uh, I would go to our library and I was supposed to be doing my work, but we would um, have certain classes that we would go to the library and we could just mess around if we have free time and stuff. I would always watch wrestling matches, either if it was from TNA, WWE, or any other type of promotions and stuff. And, um, oh, snap. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but yeah, I would um, watch so many, so much wrestling that I should have been doing my work, but I was watching wrestling at the time and I was like, man, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this from, so yeah. As you saw firsthand, anything can happen on the show. Kids can come up climbing on tables and it's like jump, try to jump on me like the top rope. But anyways, huh? So if you could, so when, how long did it take you to train actually from your first day of wrestling school to your first match? How long was the period? How long did it, are you asking how long did it take me until I started my first match? It's until you, from your first day uh -huh. from school to your first match. How long did it take you? Um, like I said earlier, I catch on pretty fast. So I would probably say in like four to five months. So what sickened, um, the thing is with him, he doesn't actually give you an actual time when he believes that you're ready is when that you are specifically ready. So certain people that I've known or seen will train for a couple of months and they would say that they're ready and they're ready to go in the ring and boom, he'll probably get them booked somewhere else, um, somewhere and they start from there. Or there are some people that pretty much in process still in training and they have not started their first match yet or they have started the first match you know maybe like a year ago or so so it's it's just really depending on when you're ready to go so it pretty much for me like four to five months i was just ready to go so tell us about your first match um jesus christ uh i think it was eppw if i can remember but I think it actually got, they had their last show maybe like a year ago or something like that. But I was down there. I had like a triple threat match. It was me, Eric Acton, and I can't remember the um, the third uh, the third guy's name, but it had a triple mat, uh, triple threat match down there with them. And um, I was healed. It was pretty okay for like my first goal, my first go around, but they, uh, they asked me if he, if, they pretty much wanted me to come back. And I was like, yeah. So from there, um, that's when it all started. <laughs> so shout out to Eric Acton too, because he's also a trainee under Nick Sick and uh Nick Sick and Taylor as well. Jeez, that's the last time I watch you make you watch a wrestling. 
showed him his first wrestling event last night, and now he's all like on the top turnbuckle, like look at me and stuff like that. Yeah. I wish I could be young again, watch the wrestling, but yeah. So what if, if influences your wrestling style in the ring? Like what wrestler influences you? Wrestlers that influence me. So, well, first my style is pretty much like technical and high flying. If most have, if most of you have seen any of my, my matches, um, so with the influences that I had over over the years are um, Kurt Angle was uh, Kurt Angle is one of them as far as like technical. Um, AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio. And I believe one of the biggest influences that I've had in professional wrestling that really made me want to do this. Um, he has many names and he's been in the business for like many, many years. Um, a lot of you may know him as K-Quick, R-Truth, Ron Killings. He had so many names, but he was like the number one guy that made me want to do professional wrestling because of his style and his promo skills, the way that he was a face, the way that he was heel you know, when he was in WWF at the time or TNA coming back to WWE so many years later, and especially a guy that looked exactly like me, and I'm talking about skin color, it was a good representation. And it was something that I've always wanted to do because somebody that looked like me, I wanted to do the same thing too, because if he can do it, why can't I, you know? Was professional wrestling a lot harder than you thought it would be? In certain cases, yes and no, because with professional wrestling um, comes perks, um, comes benefits, and there are bad points and probably some curses and stuff that comes along with it. Uh, so I'll start with like probably some bad points. Um, it's a lot of drama behind the scenes and in the ring as well, because there can be some personal things that can get into uh, the ring as well. Cause I've seen beefs with most people. They had to pretty much take it out in the ring or they physically had done something that they weren't supposed to do. Or as well as if it's outside of the ring, you know, you see it on the internet, you know, social media and stuff like that. And it's a lot of other stuff as well behind the scenes, but the perks is just, you get to make friends, but I pretty much already had friends going into the business, so I was pretty much good in hands with that. Um, you get to network, not only with other wrestlers, promoters, or if someone is there um, scouting out talent, uh, you can pretty much have someone scout out talent there, and who knows, the uh, sky's the limit. Can you know It can be from right there, even though it hasn't happened to me, not yet, but... Um, uh, so what I say, good friendships, um, networking, um, engaging fans, selling merch, getting paid. If, even if you're not getting paid like the highest dollar, you know, still earning money is just like, hey, I'm still doing this for a reason. And just you're doing something that you really loved and you really want to do. Or most people would say if they haven't done this because they loved it or they didn't really love the business, it was pretty much a hobby for them, hobby for them. But most people just enjoy wrestling as it is, even though, like I said earlier, there comes, you know, some curses, some bad points is bad experiences that comes with it. So. Be nice if I unmute my mic. Now, um, 
if you could if you could go back in time and see mm-hmm. yourself before you gain the ring, got in the ring, and you give your, your younger self any piece of advice about the journey you're about to go on, what advice would you give? It's a marathon. So take it how you can take it. Um, because few mistakes can end up to a long journey of many other mistakes that you can make and it can hurt you in the process. But not all um, choices that you're gonna make can be good, not all can be bad. Just be very careful, very mindful of what you're getting yourself into, knowing that you can probably lose um, years of your health of your body in particular, but also take advantage of how many bumps that you take um what pretty much business decisions that you would pretty much make as well um learn the relationships that you can have with people whether good or bad and gain experience from it because like i said it's just it's just it's a long road it's a long journey so just be mindful of everything that comes into your way as far as like these objects that are getting in your way, just know how to dip, dodge, and maneuver around some of them, but try to gain some experiences and learn from your mistakes. What other promotions do you watch in your off time? Um, as far as right now, I'm really not watching a lot of promotions because I haven't really watched wrestling as much lately like I used to because I work so much in my personal life. And at times, sometimes wrestling can be draining for some, um, but I do keep up with a lot of stuff as far as like YouTube. So I may watch some little clips of like WWE, AEW. Um, I'm also subscribed, subscribed to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, YouTube channel. So I may look at some stuff from there. Um, and sometimes I watch like the local stuff too, like local indie promotions. That's pretty much around my area, like One CW, or if you're watching PWX, some stuff like that, you know. But I don't watch it as frequently as I used to. Did you happen to see the MJF bombshell pipe bomb that happened last Wednesday? I heard about it, and you know, if if I gotta say, when I watched it, the clip of it. It's, it's just, I, I really don't, I emphasize, I am re, pretty, really, oh, I'm sorry if I'm messing up with my words, but I emphasize with him because he's pretty much like a um, top draw right now. And if he moves to WWE, there's, it, it's pretty much like he is a major piece on the chessboard that you can really utilize. And from what he was saying with Tony Khan, I really don't know the ins and outs of what basically been going on between the relationships of those two or the company itself, but how he feels about himself and the company, um, like I said, I emphasize with him and I pretty much want him to get whatever he wants out of it. And if AEW is not making him happy necessarily right now because he said he that he did not want to stick around there until what like 2024 right 
Yes, first first of the year, 2024's contract's up. Yeah, so if he wants to just get out of there and just go to the, to the WWE or be happy somewhere else, then that's fine. Do what you have to do. Because the thing is, AEW is taking so much talent right now. It's just picking up talent, picking up talent, picking up talent. It's way too much talent. It's oversaturated. And it's like, you, you have to really know who is your star talent or who is your mid-card talent or your starter talent and focus on those guys and not simply just bringing everybody in because this is just freaking pretty much a house party that anybody can get in. Anybody can have an invitation and come in. And I think it's just going to get oversaturated um, at some at some period of time. And, you know, but I emphasize with him and I just want nothing but the best for him because he's I believe he's very important for professional wrestling right now. Yes, I at first I was didn't know if it was a work or what was going on. Then I read how much uh, he was actually getting made a year. Mm-hmm. He paid thirty thousand a year, which is nothing to spit at. Like 30000 30, is nothing to spit at. But for a talent like that, and they're saying that his minutes on the shows is, is easily in the top three of every show he does. That's 30, what I've heard. Thirty thousand seems awfully low. He's way he's. He's worth way so much more than that. What did you say? Did you say what did you say his salary was that he was taking up? Is a a, a a typical independent person they picked up just when AEW started. Maxwell mm-hmm. was thirty thousand dollars. Oh no, he should have been way much more than that. He, he's he, he's he's a bigger draw than the just thirty thousand. No. Especially when you're getting like WWE wrestlers and that you know, like CM Punk, he wasn't he wasn't thirty thousand. You know that. Oh, yeah. I don't even think that he was necessarily going to be there if it was around thirty thousand. Like, for one, it's CM Punk. This is the guy who pretty much made an impact in WWE, even though he pretty much had conversations that he felt like he wasted ten years of his life in the E. But. I really think that he gained so much out of it that once he came into AEW, strictly there is no way that you can just undercut him as far as like paying him because he's um, a big prospect as well. He, he, Because I would say that he would pretty much be like legendary status as far as professional wrestling at this point in time of his life, especially as a guy that's pretty much in his, what, his 40s now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then one of the urban legends that drive me nuts when I read on Twitter was Punk was 0-2 in UFC. He was actually 1-1 one one in the UFC. It's just like, and also for those people who say that, you go in the cage, you fight, you see how exactly. well you do. You know what I got to say about that? Um, it's just, when he made that decision, it's like, for me, he just wanted to broaden his horizons as far as, like, sports. And he wanted to do something that most wrestlers would not do, with the exception of um, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, um, I think... Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was also uh, mar- uh, did mixed martial arts, right? Yes, he did. As well as um, Alberto Del Rio, which I really don't want to 
use his name because he has so much disgusting things behind his name. Red flags that well. name, right? Yeah, but for a guy like CM Punk, I would have never thought that he would ever do mixed martial arts in the first place anyway, but it was like, whoa, he actually did it. Even if it's just a one-in-one record, like you said earlier, um, how many of you would actually pick up mixed martial arts and do it for yourself? Yeah. Not many of you would do that. You would stick in your own lane, especially as um, most people would. I'm, I'm surprised no one really called him a sellout for doing that. Of course not, because he'll fight back. Yeah. And if you want to Twitter land, rather have someone that won't fight back or they smell the insecurity off them and Punk's very secure about himself. But the reason why I said sellout is because most times when I look online, um, even though this really has nothing to relate to anything, but let's talk about like the John Cena's, like I mentioned Brock Lesnar earlier in The Rocks, people who, well, two of them, if we're talking about The Rock and John Cena, transitioned themselves from world wrestling entertainment into doing movies, right? And people would call them sellout because they wanted to do, to do movies. And it's just, why are we undercutting people that were in specifics of entertainment. Because when WWF was around and they turned it to E, Vince wanted to focus on world wrestling entertainment, sports entertainment. That E stands for entertainment. It was all about entertaining the fans. As well as when I would see Punk and Brock Lesnar, when they transitioned to mixed martial arts, they wanted to do you really combat sports but entertain somewhere else and that's what really bothers me when people get up um calling people sellouts or really get upset when people want to do other things instead of just being a professional wrestler which is fine i totally agree if someone wants to stay in their lane with something that they love but in cases most other people want to involve in doing different things you know and we all know that if people who uses the word sellout or whatever, if they were in the same position and they got that little contract to sell out, they would be signing the contract like everyone else. Like it's more money and exposure. Who wouldn't want it, you know? Yeah, it's just, you, know, I maybe, would. you might have like one out of like six or seven people that say no, mm-hmm. but everyone else was. So it's not like, that's why I don't like the term sellout. The only thing that bothered me was Cody going to WWE and not really giving an explanation to the fans why, other than right. some, other than a tweet that someone was like associate of his or someone from his like PR team could easily t- typed up. Right. Or on Raw explaining. I think felt like he should deserve the fans a heartfelt and if technology today, it's easy to do like a little video, heartfelt. Thank you very much. It just you know. Please, you know, instead, it was just kind of like silence. Right. That was more of a kick in the nuts. Right. It just, but but the sellout, like the people going to movies, it's pretty much the same thing. Professional wrestling goes with comic books. Comic books go with superheroes and movies. Well, because it, it pretty much follows the lines of entertainment. It's telling stories especially with the uh, the good guy and the bad guy thing. Um, and just people just merely want to be entertained and they can also relate to certain characters, certain stories and certain plots. So like you said, it all goes together and, you know. 
Yeah, it does. It's just people, especially social media world, mm -hmm. don't think that way. What's your opinion about death matches? Ooh, well, like, they're kind of dangerous. Would Kev be cool do a death match? No, no, I wouldn't. I would never do that. I'm for one. I believe I. <laughs> Say what you want to say, but I believe I'm too much of a small guy to do it because it's I have nothing against people liking death matches or wanting to see blood or just so much violence for your buck. But I would never do it because I don't think I initially need to do death matches in order to get my name out there or to get myself out there or to entertain people. But I'm not against death matches. Matter of fact, um also a guy that is, was trained under um second um mason martin you know he does death matches i've seen him do some death matches here and there and i think he i think he said one time that he loves doing them or those are one of his favorite matches i'm probably um mistaking his words so sorry if you say this mason but yeah he does death matches and i know there are a lot of people that love death, death matches as well um I, like I said, I don't mind them. If you want to do them, if that's your thing, cool. Personally, me, I um, I wouldn't do them. <laughs> but I'm not against anyone else that likes likes them or likes to do them as well. Even if there's a lot of zeros in that contract that you can make a lot of money off you want to do it? Listen, man, as far as sellouts, like getting them out of money as far as doing movies, yeah, I will. But as far as like my body, like putting it on the line, no. Fair enough. Very fair. Enough. I maybe I'm maybe I might sound like a hypocrite when I say that, or I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of contradicting myself, but you know, it's two different worlds. Like it really is. Like extreme yeah. wrestling and professional. But you would do like a hardcore match, right? Yeah. 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 Just nothing with barbed wires wrapped around the chair. Just you take a chair shot. No barbed wire. Not like not like old school ED, ECW days. Just barbed wire and just. Maybe ladders with barbed wire surrounded around them and stuff like mm -mm, not. Mm. So, what's some of the places that you travel that was really unique to you, like your favorite places? Um, I wouldn't say favorite so far, just yet. Uh, but the furthest I went was uh, Asheville, North Carolina. I went down there for uh, ECW, uh, not EC, mm, about to say ECW, UCW. It's Urban Combat uh, Wrestling. And I went down there, and my experience down there, actually, I actually went down there with a friend. Um, do you know Christopher Andino, by the way? Doesn't ring a bell. Ah, that's another guy you should have on the show. Um, he's known locally. He's there's so much to say about that guy. He's, he's pretty much one of my closest best friends. But um, you on your friends man, Yeah, I'm friends with him. Long-time friends with him. I will come up. I like, I like to talk to everybody, so I will come up. That that's the next guy I would love to see you have on your show because he if you thought that I was slightly into wrestling, this guy is really, really into wrestling. Like he loves this business. What's I think he would be a great addition for this show for if you will have have a conversation with him. I'll actually hit him up if you want to do an interview with him. Yeah, hit him up for me. I appreciate yeah, that. No problem. No problem. Um, but when we went to uh down in North Carolina, because this is pretty much for like a uh, place that I was also, another promotion I was working for, C3W, which is held in DC. Uh, we went down there because they were having like business 
partnerships and relationships at the time, this was like a couple of years ago, like in 2020, went down there and I had this triple threat match with me, Christopher and Dino and Axton Ray, which also this guy, I've seen him on AEW as well. So um, if many of you may not know who he is, search up Axton Ray, tremendous talent. But um, we had a triple threat, triple threat match down there. And my experience down there, once I came out to the crowd, as far as my entrance, the whole entire place just lit up for no reason. Like everybody was cheering for me. And it was the first time that I've went down there and I've been down there to wrestle. And you would think everybody just knew me like I was wrestling for there like for two years or five years or so, but it was electric. It was fun. They were engaging the whole entire match. It, it was just so amazing. I also got paid that night. And there was a, a arcade room, like a Pac-Man room machine that they had in like uh, in the back somewhere. But um, it was amazing. I had fun. When you travel, are you someone that would just like eat at like fast food places, but try to eat as healthy as possible? Or do you bring your own food? Uh, no. Um, usually when I'm traveling, we, uh, would go to Sheets or Royal Farms or sometimes like McDonald's or so, but I try not to eat fast food as much as I used to anymore. So really it's just Sheets. If I go to Sheets, I'll probably get some body armor because I love body armor. Um, and I try to get a little snacks here and there, like maybe some chips or some apples or something like that. So five years from now, what do you see yourself? Mm, that's an interesting question because I think about that daily. Um, I would like to get more notoriety. Uh, I would like to get myself notarized through wrestling. So even if it's just, even if I'm not on a particular show, like if it's an AW Dark or, or AW Period or WWE, which would be amazing if I did, but I would like to have some more notoriety as well as being a professional wrestler traveling further places um as well as my youtube channel getting more subscribers and stuff like that you know tell us about your youtube channel oh, yes. what, man. go ahead and plug away you know <laughs> I, I was gonna plug it in there sooner or later but yeah i do have a youtube channel it's called kev be cool oh by the way my uh, wrestling name is ka robinson um oh, but i have a you no it's no it's, it's okay it's okay um but yeah, uh, my YouTube channel, it's Kev Be Cool. So what I do on there, I do reactions to particular movies that I'm interested in, as well as video games. They just had a state of play yesterday for PlayStation. So I did a couple of uh, reactions for that. Um, so yeah, I do video game reactions, movie reactions. I also do vlogs for like wrestling as well. I haven't done one in a while, so I may start doing those again. And as well as I might post some wrestling matches here and there. So um, I haven't had matches where I had total footage of them. But in the future, I'm going to try to have as much footage as I can so I can upload my wrestling matches just in case if people want to watch that too instead of just watching reactions all the time. And also I do want to do um, gameplay videos i have a couple of them but they're live stream but i do want to record them as well because i've seen like a couple of subscribers um that i'm subscribed to on my youtube channel that they do um recorded gameplay and they have like their 
screen like on the side of something i it's it, it, many people who are watching this right now you know what i'm talking about but i kind of want to do that in a in a distant future so if professional wrestling never existed what would you be doing mm. playing video games uh as far as like as a profession or something that i really want to do yeah, give me any job. Like, you know, okay. Never, no. So if so if professional wrestling never existed, and if I had something like a dream job or something that I really wanted to do, I would still want to try the YouTube thing out because, um, in most cases, uh, YouTube is the is a business, and most people can probably not make a lot of money, but make some money out of it and get some notoriety of it. Um, if I wanted to do video games, maybe be like a video game journalist or tester or something like that or um hmm trying to figure something out or maybe an actor in in most cases i do particularly because what we do in wrestling we are slightly kind of actors but um i also had a dream of myself or sometimes i usually like have these um like dreams in my head or like I kind of um what's the word that I'm looking for daydream that I like see myself as an actor because most of my favorite actors are uh Christopher Lee if you if any of you have seen like Star Wars episode two where he plays Count Dooku or um let's see Christopher Lee uh Jesus Christ I have so many Denzel Washington Sam Jackson like I've always envisioned myself as an actor because I see so many of them play, you know, so many great roles. I don't know. I guess I, guess I would just want to see myself as a Star Wars movie or something that I'm interested in. So like an actor, per se. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> see, this is a disadvantage doing podcasts with kids. You know, you try to keep, you know, keep the fresh kids sounds as possible, but yeah, I feel, but anyways, that's, uh, do you have any kids? No, I'm single as a Pringle. No kids. You're in your twenties though, right? Yeah. Uh, actually this is my last year of my twenties. I will be 30 in September. I didn't have my first kid until I was in my forties, but it's a real trip. Trust me. It's yeah. I don't know why I was drinking that day when I said, let's have kids. <laughs> what events do you have coming up in your professional wrestling career? Um, well, right now, because I took a break from professional wrestling because um, I had my last match near the, what, September, August, and I wasn't getting booked for, I don't know what reason, but I wasn't getting bookings, but I took the time to take some downtime to just like chill out and just work and relax my body and <clears throat> when I came back, all I did was just PWX. So as far as right now, I'm trying to get some bookings and I'm trying to uh, message some promoters here and there about if you wanted me on your show and stuff like that. So if there are some promoters watching, if you need some talent, hey, I'm right here. Would you travel to the New England area? You said New England? Yeah. Yeah, but if I have friends because... um. Most of the times I don't like traveling alone, but if I have to, I would, but it's just, you know, that, that would be a big step if I were to go to New England. That's crazy. But I also would have to get a passport too. <laughs> yeah, that's, 
Yeah. I haven't gotten that yet, so. So where can people find you on social media? Um, so I have an Instagram, uh, k.a.underscore.robinson92. My Twitter is ka, so it's not, it's without the dot. So it's ka.underscore92 as well. Um, as well, you can follow me, uh, Kev Be Cool, on my YouTube channel, and I think that's it. Yeah. How should I title this podcast? Just Kev Be Cool slash K A Robinson, or just K A Robinson? Yeah, you could just put K A Robinson. Because I, I think if people just search for um, my YouTube channel, because I pretty much already said it in the video, but yeah, you could say K A Robinson. And the description, I'll put Kev Be Cool. But yeah, that's fine. There you go. That's a good idea. Well, sir, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Good luck to you in your career and your Thank YouTube you. channel. If you do better than my YouTube channel, I would say congratulations, but I deep down hate you inside. But that's <laughs> well, I only have around like 252 to 353 subscribers right now. So I'm on my way up there. But it's better than what I started with. So it's always cool seeing the, the growth of your little projects like a youtube channel isn't it it's like yeah it's yeah like, like like well it's not ten thousand. you go yeah but i used to have nine so well the th well the thing is it's just from what i'm doing with my channel right now it takes a lot of hard work and engaging because um most people may have their channels for like 10 years and probably won't get to maybe a thousand or ten thousand subscribers until then so with me it's just I'm trying very hard to like do content that I'm interested in and hopefully people will be interested in as well. And with the subscribe account, um, it can be higher, but I know most people will only be engaging and tune into something that they will relate to or something or someone they can relate to. And it, and it pretty much takes time. But with me, it's not about much more of the subscribe account, but how much I engage into doing it as well. Cause I, I actually like doing YouTube. So it, it doesn't really bother me with the subscriber account. I can wait patiently and get my subscribers and as well as get monetized, but I'm in no rush because I, I just like doing it and like reacting to stuff as well. So yeah, I was mention, it's, it's no bigger than me. It's all about the journey. It's like, hey, yeah. journey and, and just like, you know, like CM Punk in the UFC and us with YouTube, whether we succeed or fail, we will still want so much. Like, but at least you tried it, you know? Yeah, at least you tried it and the knowledge you gained from it. Mm. So it's going one way or another down the road. That's how I look at yeah. it. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you. And anything we could do to help promote, just let me know. Um, yeah, man. Just if you're watching this live, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to his channel. And also come to my channel and like, share, subscribe to my videos as well. And um, I thank you for inviting me to this podcast, man. I I very much really um appreciate the invitation, the invite. Hopefully I get to um, meet some of your subscribers as well. If someone from my uh, channel can come over here and subscribe to your content as well, then I very much appreciate it. So I just want to say thank you guys. Us YouTubers need to stick together, right? Help each other out. Exactly, exactly. You take care of you. Hope you have a great day and we'll keep you up. All right, peace. Right. See you, man.